0: everybody. Welcome to episode number 117 of the Debt Free Dad podcast. Today, I am excited to welcome back Sammy Shopper to the podcast. Now, Sammy was on our podcast a year ago. In fact, actually, she was on our podcast. This is her third time on our podcast, and it's been awesome to kind of see her progression as she's gone through a lot about what we talk about on the show and the debt freedom success path. And uh, it's been great. And about a year ago, Sammy was on our show celebrating that she had saved and paid off well over $30,000 in just eight months, becoming completely debt-free, which is an awesome episode. I'm going to have that episode in the links, but I invited Sammy back to the show a year later for a Where Is She Now episode, and if it was possible for her to stay out of debt this past year, what challenges she faced, what wins she experienced, and really how this first year has gone. Being completely out of debt. You guys got to stay and you guys got to listen to this, especially you single income earners out there. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Debt Free Dad Podcast, where we're helping normal, everyday people learn how to save money and kick debt so they can live a happier and stress free life. Now, here's your host, Debt Free Dad, Brad Nelson. Hey, 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 how is everyone doing today? You can find me on Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, and Instagram. Just search Brad Nelson, Defree Dad. And as always, welcome to today's show. And to get all the resources, show notes, and links for today's show, head over to balancecents.com forward slash 117. That's B-A-L-A-N-C-E-D-C-E-N-T-S dot com forward slash 117. I'm also going to be putting the links to the two other podcast episodes that Sammy has been on with our show So you guys can go back and actually see the progression of how she started, where she was at when she reached financial freedom, and where she's at just a year later. And I'm hoping that you guys go back and listen to those to see that this is actually quite possible. Also, if you are looking for ways to kind of get started, like, hey, like I've been listening to this show, but I'm not really quite sure, like, what are some of the first things I should do? Head over to the website again, balanceense.com. Sign up for the Free Life Without Payments Workshop, and that's going to kind of give you the groundwork of the things that you should kind of focus on as you get started here in the Debt Freedom Success Path and the stuff that we talk about on this show. But as I said, I would love to welcome Sammy to the podcast. Sammy is 31 years old. Uh, She is single and living on her own. So she is reaching all of her goals on a single income, which is another reason why I love Sammy's story, because there's so many single income earners out there that say it's impossible for me to get out of debt or to improve my finances because of a single income. And I'm here to tell you that's just not true. Now, Sammy says she enjoys sports, scary movies, country music, and all things true crime. She also says I'm slightly addicted to Disney mini backpacks. And and Sammy, I'm not sure what mini backpacks are. We could talk about those, but she's getting ready to pay for a trip to Disney for her and her sisters. Also check this out guys in cash for January of 2023. So as of right now, that's about 11 months from now. What a great savings goal and what a great way to uh, spend and have a little bit of fun money and go have some fun. So I love that. Sammy, welcome back to the show. So glad that you're here.
1: I'm happy to be here. Thanks, Brad.
0: Yeah. So tell me a little bit real quick before we get into this. What are Disney mini backpacks? I've never heard of such a thing.
1: So I I can show you because they're actually on the wall behind me. Um, They're all hanging. Oh, so they're actual backpacks. Actual backpacks. Okay. Um, they're, they're made by a company called Loungefly and they do all the fandoms. So it's not just Disney, but they have Harry Potter, um Hello Kitty, all of the anime stuff. Like you you name it, you can probably find it in a mini backpack. And they're great for particularly when we go to Disney. Sure. Um because I can't pick you know pick a backpack whether it fits the park theme or like the character that i want to wear that day or whatever yeah so they're just they're, they're fun um <laughs> that's so cool I, <laughs> they're they're definitely a collection yeah. you know they you once you find that little that little thing. And you're like, Oh, I need to have all of those so that I can have a set, you know, like anything else, but they're, they're good. They're fun. <laughs> That's
0: awesome. Awesome. And, uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast and would like to see, cause Sammy said, if you see behind me, like go check it out on YouTube, we're, we're on YouTube, go ahead and check it out. But so Sammy kind of take us back as we kind of get started in and, and, and really for those who haven't heard, you know, your story, we're going to post those links here to go back to some of those episodes that you were on prior to this, but can you go back prior to, you know, being where you are today, like what were some of the things as a single income earner, you know, before you got started with, you know, the stuff that we talk about here on the show, like what were some of the things that you struggle with the most and, you know, things that just stressed you out, things that you just kind of got tired of and were just like finally looking out and saying, okay, what, what things can I do to fix this? Because I just don't want to live like this anymore.
1: Yeah. So like most people, I joined the Life Without Payments group first um, to do the free the free workshop that you offer. And um, at the time, I was still living at home with my parents. And of course, you know, I paid them paid them rent. And, and I still didn't have enough left over living paycheck to paycheck to do the fun stuff that I wanted. You know, I had to put the Disney trips that we were taking on credit cards and souvenirs were on credit cards and stuff like that. And I never really dug, I couldn't get myself out of that hole. I, you know, I was, I was never, I never abused my credit cards or or did anything like that to get myself into like big trouble, Yeah. but it was enough trouble for me that I felt like I was just, my spending was out of control and like, I just didn't have a grip on, you know, just making minimum payments and not really getting anywhere. And I wasn't reaching my goals. I wasn't saving up money to move out of my parents' house. It was just kind of stuck, you know, in like a, a, a circle of, you know, just kind of mediocrity and, yeah. and not being able to do the things that I wanted to do. And I just didn't want that for myself
0: anymore. Yeah, that paycheck or that payday life cycle, right? Pay to, paycheck yeah. to paycheck cycle, and a lot of us get stuck on that. And I, I like how you brought up the fact that you weren't, you weren't necessarily abusing things, like you weren't like purposely, you know, destroying your financial life. And I, I think I was the same way. Like I didn't, I didn't do it on purpose, and I, and I don't feel like I was, I was trying to abuse credit cards and and overspend. But what I found for me. Was that all of a sudden? Then a crisis happened, and that's when those habits that weren't so bad all of a sudden became like, okay, I really need to fix this. It's like the person who maybe doesn't eat so well, and then all of a sudden has a health scare, right? It's like, okay, I yeah. need to I need to change some things, right? Uh, and that's right. what happens to a lot of us, and and that's when people start to say, okay, maybe I need to do something about our finances. So now you ultimately decided to join Roots, but I, in fact you, I, I feature you in our workshop, our Live at the Payments workshop in a couple of different ways. But one of those ways was you had actually recorded a video and and you had said that I was on the fence for a long time about joining. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like not just roots, but just what kept you, you think from finally reaching out and just accepting help? You think?
1: I think that the big thing that most people, uh, use as their excuse to not join roots is well if i have this money why would i pay somebody the money to teach me all uh, you know to tell me how to get out of debt when i could put that money towards a credit card or put it towards my medical bills or put it towards my car payment or whatever but you just like you said you you eventually have to realize that obviously your way isn't working you know the 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 tools that you think you're implementing and and your patterns of behavior and stuff are what got you into this position so a, a new way of thinking or one one new little piece of information could be that turning point for you so it's it's hard to let go of that little bit of money you know to to join roots and to join the program but speaking from experience i can tell you that the return on investment if you're willing to put in the work is is leaps and bounds worth the, you know, worth the, the, yeah. the content and, and worth the payment.
0: For yeah. Sure. In fact, there was a, I have a screenshot inside the the workshop of, of you saying, Hey, I, 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 I tried doing this on my own, you know, and I think it was between, and, and I, if I remember right, I want to say the months were like between like September and April. So it was like September of 2019 to April of 2020. You had mentioned that you had paid off about $7,900. I want to say. Um, you can tell how right. many times I've done this workshop because I have this memorized, right? <laughs> See how many times I teach this stuff, right? But it was about 7,900 hours. Then you joined Roots in April of 2020. And by January of 2021, you had saved and paid off well over $30,000. Right, And that, that like what just what Sammy just said, you know, if you're, if it, it, this isn't to say like, we're always talking about the show. It's not to say that you can't do this stuff on your own. You can, but- There are things that will drastically speed up the process of doing this, like having an accountability program, like having the support. It makes it just we see it time and time again. It just makes a huge difference. Um, So go back to when you first started, because, you know, when people hear that, you know, you were able to become debt free in about eight or nine months on a single income a lot of people say, okay, well, what does she do? Like what were, if going back, what were some of the things that you felt made the biggest difference for you in those eight or nine months to help you get that type of traction that you weren't able to get on your own?
1: Sure. So definitely for me, the the two, the two big things were a looking at my spending, going through my bank statements and finding out, where I was wasting money, right? Where, where were the extra dollars going that could have been going towards debt that, that weren't, where can I make those short-term sacrifices? And then budgeting, um, budgeting was absolutely a game changer for me. Cause I, I was on a budget before where I was paying my bills on time. I, they were paid in full. I never really struggled with that, but it was, it was learning how to give every dollar a purpose and a job that really, you know, just catapulted me on that fast track to, to paying off my debt. Every dollar that I took in had, had a purpose, whether it was getting my nails done. Cause I never, I never sacrificed that, you know, or, or going out to eat sometimes because you can't, it's like a diet. Like you said, it's like, it's a lifestyle change. So you can't cut out the things that you enjoy doing right completely and expect to still succeed because you're then depriving yourself of those little joys and you get, it's very easy to get discouraged when that happens. So just like anything else in life, everything in moderation and, and really just, you know, being committed to, to the process and, and knowing what you want and, using your program and your tools to figure out how to get there.
0: Yeah, and I love that you brought up the fact that you didn't have to sacrifice everything. I think that's one of the biggest, probably one of the biggest things that scares most people about this is that they feel like, well, I'm not gonna be able to have fun or I'm not gonna be able to go get my coffee or I'm not gonna be able to go out to eat or I'm not gonna be able to get my nails done or I'm not, you know, any of those things or I'm gonna have to cut out Netflix or, you know, like people feel like they have to completely deprive themselves. You, you're saying you didn't have to do that. But do you feel like because you willingly chose to say, spend this amount of much money on going out to eat this much money on, you know, getting your nails done, do you feel like you almost started to appreciate those things more because you were choosing it rather than your emotions taking over your spending habits and putting you into debt?
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. You, you look forward to it. You know, it's like, it's like that weekly date night or, or, you know, again, Again, getting your nails done and having someone kind of like pamper you for a little bit is, is self-care. It's yeah. an emotional. It's still emotional. Like you said, it is an emotional thing, but you're, you're planning for it and it's not just uh, you know, I'm having a bad day. So let me go get my nails done. Even though it's not in the budget, you're, you're expecting it to cost a certain amount. So you budget for that, but you're also still taking that time for yourself that you really, that you really need, whether it's your nails, your hair, I, I don't know what it is for guys, but I'm sure there's something else <laughs> along those lines that just those, those non-negotiables, you know, that, right. that you really, that you need and, and it's okay to still, to still do them. You just can't do them as often, yeah. at least, you know, at least in the beginning.
0: Yeah. You're,
1: you're trying to get that
0: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And I think you know, if, if you're listening to this, that that is one big, huge takeaway. I want you to go away from this is that you you don't have to you don't have to cut everything out. Um, I know that there are some other programs and things out there that like suggest you need to cut everything. I just I just don't agree with that. It it makes it much harder. You're going to be much more likely to quit if you deprive yourself of those things. Um, but it can all be a part of your plan and you can also still get out of debt, which is which is amazing. And Sammy is proof of that. So Sammy, can we talk a little bit about emergency funds? Because one of the things that we do and we talk about a lot, we talk about it on the show, we talk about it in Roots, like it is so important, especially if you want to successfully get out of debt or even just reduce your debt, is to have some sort of savings to fall back on to break the habit of using debt to save you during emergencies. Can you, now you you built it, you had like that kind of starter emergency fund as you went through this. Now- You've built a much bigger emergency fund, which is awesome. So I want you to share a little bit about how that feels. But can you talk about how important that emergency fund has been to you as you were getting out of debt and now as you've built this this large one here now that you're completely debt-free? Yeah,
1: yeah Definitely. So when I joined Roots, um, I actually knew about Dave Ramsey and, of course, his baby steps that you kind of you kind of use as, you know, the groundwork for your program. But I already had my emergency fund. I had, you know, a couple thousand dollars already built, but I was still using credit cards. I kind of it was just kind of money that I put aside and like forgot that it was there, which is sort of the intention of the emergency fund. But at the same time, you want that there so that you don't have to put things on. a credit card should a medical bill pop up, car repairs, uh, vet bill, things of that nature that you would otherwise put on a credit card would be you know the emergency fund money. So did all of that, and then once I became debt free January of last year, I took all the money that I was paying debt off with, and I put it obviously into emergency fund, and that grew to my I want to say it's like my five my five months, my five month emergency fund in four months, I had it ready to go and fully funded when I moved out in May of 2021. And that was really the big thing for me that gave me the confidence to move out. And, And I felt I've got this really, really good nest egg now that should something happen, I can still afford to live in an apartment and be on my own for some time you know, while, while I'm either looking for a job or whatever, you know, and it actually came in handy. Um, I'm, I've used part of my emergency fund to do my taxes. Um, I owed more in my taxes than I thought I would this year. So, uh, having that there made it, made it very easy to just, you know, get it done and it'll get replenished next month. And I'll be right back to, to that point. But it's so, so important. So important. I I really don't think you can stress it enough how, how important it is to have just something. It doesn't have to be a lot, you know, whatever, whatever you're comfortable with, but a flat tire, you know, a, a problem with your brakes or your suspension that can, that can knock anybody, you know, back a couple hundred or a couple thousand dollars, depending on the situation and to have an emergency fund there and say, you know what, I got this. I can keep paying off my debt and still pay for this emergency at the same time is a really, really good feeling. There's nothing, nothing quite like it.
0: Yeah. Now, would you have ever imagined you'd have five months worth of savings put away for yourself? And
1: No, no, (laughs) never. I mean, it was a goal, right? To have, to have that, that, that nest egg that you just kind of set it and forget it. And it just kind of sits there. Right. But like, and until you need it, right, It you don't really realize how important that savings account becomes, Yeah, you know, but I never I look at it every time I sign into my bank account. And I'm like, wow, it's nice to look that's at. it." Huh? Like, that's, that's hard work. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like you look at that number you got and it. you think to yourself, how many hours did I have to work? To, to build that and to save that. And it's, it's, it's a very rewarding feeling. It's a good feeling to know that it's, it's there in case something happens to me or my parents, because, because quite honestly, should something happen to them, I still would want to be able to help them, you know, in, in any way that I can. Yeah. So,
0: and I love that, you know, a lot of people you say it was, it was, you, you had mentioned it's It's always been a goal to have that much savings, but what most people lack is the plan to actually make it happen. And it's, it becomes like that. Well, one day, (laughs) well, one day never shows up because you don't actually implement a plan that will get you there. And, and here you are having done that. I think you bring up another good point too, because you know, yeah, you're right. The emergency fund isn't just for your own emergencies. Like my wife has had some family emergencies come up where she's had to take off work. She had to fly to a different state to take care of a family member. Like we've used our emergency funds for lots of different things. And I mean, even for you, can you just talk about, I mean, right now there's like this, you know, big, huge mental health mo- movement and I, and I'm glad that there is. Can you talk about just from a mental health? Because back in July, there was a recent statistic from go Bank- or a uh, uh, go banking rates. And they said that 73% of people money is their number one stress factor. Can you talk about how much that's reduced your stress by having that? Just just that huge emergency fund now?
1: Uh, I don't know that I can put it into words, honestly, right. because growing up my my, I wouldn't say we were poor. I mean, we're, we're middle-class, you know, like the majority of of people in America, we're middle-class. We never went without, you know, we would go out to eat, we played sports, we got to do all the things in school that we wanted to do things like that. So we were never, you know, we never went without as kids, but now being an adult and looking back, we pro- my parents probably didn't make very good financial situations and they were stressed, you know, I'm sure that they were, and I just didn't see it, but I still see it. I see it now that I've moved out. Right. You know, I see them struggling and don't want, I don't want that for them, certainly, but I also can't make the decision for them. But at least I know that if something happens either to me or to them, I've got that, that little bit of a cushion to, to step in and help you know, should, should something terrible, like you said, Sarah had to go, you know, out of state to, to be with relatives, like God forbid, something like that happen. I can, I can step in and help. And it really has like the, the, stress level is so, so low, like yeah. the bar is so low. And and it's because it's because I worked hard to get to that point. So please don't think that it happened overnight. Yeah. Don't think that it wasn't without stress before or during the the process, because it definitely is, is something that takes time, but you know, I don't, I don't panic if, you know, a bill pops up that I forgot about or well, like a medical bill that I'm like, Oh, that was higher than I thought it was. I don't have to panic because I know that I can, I can cover it and just yeah. recoup my losses later.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I just want to point out too, before we go on to, uh, kind of just how this last year has went, but you, you had mentioned that you built a five month emergency fund in just about four months. And a lot of people will say, well, how the heck am I ever going to build a three to six month emergency fund? Like I, I can barely save any money right now. And it's like, well, that's why you have to pay down your debt. Because once you pay off your debt and your money's not going to everybody else, look how fast Sammy built up an emergency fund when she started to be able to pay herself with all that right. money rather than giving it to everybody else. You could build up a massive savings pretty quickly. And that's why oh, yeah. building that large emergency fund comes later as opposed to doing right. it while you're trying to get out of debt.
1: Right, right, yeah. exactly. Because if I if I had tried to do my five-month savings during, it would have it probably would have taken me those or AR- nine months, if not longer to, to build that. But if you think about it, like you said, if your money's not, if you're not robbing Peter to pay Paul and you're paying yourself,
0: yeah,
1: it's all, it's all of your money, right? You can, you can very easily, you know, stack up the savings for sure.
0: Right. All right. So let's talk about this. You became debt free in uh, January of 2000. And, it was January, January, February, January, right? Yeah. January. January uh, 18th. Yeah. yeah two, 2021. And so how has this last year gone? Like, how do you, you know, any challenges that came up, things that you were just like, this is awesome. Like share with us, like over this last year, what, what do you feel has been just, you know, a great part of this journey?
1: Definitely. A lot of this is awesome. Uh, at least, and, de- and definitely at the beginning, like those first couple months where I didn't have to make payments was like, Oh, I could get used to this. Like, this is nice. (laughs) And so, you know, it was, it was, and again, it all goes back to saving, saving that emergency fund was my next, my next goal. So once I became debt free in January, I took all that extra money that didn't have a job anymore and put it and put it into savings. And once that happened, I kind of just, you know, rode the train for a little bit and just kind of, you know, I didn't necessarily save money once my big savings was built. I mean, my backpacks are, are a testament to that. I splurged a little bit and, you know, and bought some things for myself. Um, I, I joined a gym, uh, which I would not have been able to afford, um, during my, my debt freedom journey and and things like that. And, um, focused on my health now that I had the time and the money to do so. Um, and, and just kind of, you know, I was able to pay for all of my Christmas presents in cash for, I think, the third or fourth Christmas in a row, um, which is always a, a huge goal, is to not put Christmas on a credit card for me because I, it comes at the same time every year and somehow it still sneaks up on people. Yep, yep. <laughs> and I know we've talked about that before where the holidays, even though they're the same time every year, people still are like, Oh no, it's Christmas next week. What do I do? <laughs> right. But no, I I I just kinda, you know, lived life and I I didn't I didn't restrict myself by any means. I, I still bought things yeah. for myself and treated myself and and then I hit a little bit of a snag at Christmas because I went over budget. Okay. And although I paid for most of Christmas in cash, there were some last minute purchases where I was like, ooh. I want to get that for this person. I want to get that for that person. And I did put part of Christmas on a credit card, not a lot, but it was enough to kind of shock me back into reality, like pump the brakes. Yeah. <laughs> you you work so hard to not use debt. And I slipped up a little bit and it's it's a natural you know, a natural occurrence for the process. So don't let it discourage you if it happens to you. But you just kind of have to take that step back, check yourself, remind yourself why you're doing this, you know, to to have that financial freedom and to build the wealth for for yourself and for your family down the line. And uh so I had to take that step back the last couple months and kind of like rework the program sort of you know in, in a quicker quicker way and just kind of yeah reel it back in
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's one of those things where you know i tell people all the time it's like just because you reach financial freedom doesn't mean you can't you don't get to follow the rules anymore like you still gotta follow them, you know and, oh, yeah. and
1: they're there for a reason oh, They're yeah. there for a reason they're, yeah. they're helpful
0: absolutely and it's easy to like kind of kind of let your guard down a little bit you know marketing is powerful um, you know, habits and behavior can come back, even though you've been controlling them for, you know, years, they can still rear their ugly heads once in a while. Like you, you really got to stick with it. And it, it is a daily commitment, like to wake up every day and say, you know what, I'm, I'm choosing to do this stuff different. And, uh, so yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause it is, it's not always, you know, it's, it's much less stress. It's a lot easier, but you know, you still, you still got to follow the rules. So, you had just posted recently inside roots of some of those, some of those challenges, but like, did you feel like, I, I know for me, once we had built our emergency fund and even today, like you really still got to follow the rules because now that you have no debt, you have a lot more money right? <laughs> to, to, to spend on, right. To, 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 you know, say I want that. And it's easy just to kind of like, let those wants versus needs, those, I just want it. I want it. I want it because you got this cash, right. Can you talk about your experience with that over this past year and, and how you've dealt with that?
1: Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly the, like the, the, the bad pattern that I fell into. So I, I don't need all of those backpacks at all, but every time I saw one, I was like, Oh, that's so cute. Add to the cart because yeah. <laughs> I have dispensable income now. Right. And it was like, I, I bought then however, I don't even know how many there are, but I bought however many there are. And I was like, hold on. <laughs> First of all, nobody needs this many bags, even though they're adorable and I love them so much. I don't need all these. So I'm going to, I'm going to stop. Like I, right. I told myself you're done. Like I cut, cut myself off. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very easy to, to fall into the, letting the wants win over the needs, because like you said, you've got all this dispensable income that doesn't have a job anymore, even though I, it should be going to savings. That's its job, right. Is to just kind of pack it away with, you know, with the other money that I have saved, but it's very easy to just, to just fall into those old patterns and those old behaviors. So again, I had to put myself in check, be like, slow your roll, sister (laughs) <laughs> you know it's Chris, christmas was like the big christmas was the big thing that really got me at the end of the year yeah which is what i worked to pay off in january yeah um so now that all of that is paid off i do have some dental work that i have to pay off so that will be again that's my that's my next debt goal to to pay off and that'll be done you know in a couple months but it just it i got comfortable right yeah. like i got yeah. i i i and I let, and I let it, I let it out of focus. I didn't, I didn't stay in my lane with my blinders on to, to keep building, you know, building my savings and building and saving for whatever, saving for anything. Right. And, um, so it was, it was, it was a, it was a tough mental couple months, you know, November, December, January, where I just really had to like again, reel it back in and put myself in check and be like, Hey, you got to stop, you know, yeah. because you're, you're going to fall right back into those old ways. And we know that they didn't work.
0: Right. So, well, that time of year, you know, November, December, January, those are, those are the toughest times of year for yeah. most people with the holidays and stuff. And, yeah, and you also mentioned, you know, medical and even dental, you know, dental, mm-hmm. you know, that's, I, in my opinion, those, those debts are kind of different. Like those are yeah. like, you're talking about your dental work. That's a lot different than saying, I spent too much money at Amazon, or you know, right. <laughs> those are right. those are different things, right? right? Like if you have yeah. to spend, if you have to have a payment plan for a medical procedure that was, you know, four thousand dollars to help improve your life, like that, that's like a no brainer. Like you just do it, right? I mean,
1: yeah, yeah, but like, you
0: have to. Yeah, I overspent on like material things or going out to eat. That's completely different, right? So you gotta, yeah, yeah you gotta separate those. But how? So right. based on where you're at today, so you've been. Over a year now, even with some of the ups and downs of of being debt free and still managing those behaviors and habits, like a lot of people, you know, there's this saying out there, you know, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. What would you say is the grass greener on the debt free side versus where you came from?
1: Um, it is, but I will say, and this piggybacks off the saying, the grass is greener where you water it, yeah. and I watered my grass. I worked hard to get to where I am. So naturally my grass is greener, but that's only because I watered it for eight months to pay off debt. And then I watered it for another four months to save up my emergency fund. And I've just maintained it over the last year. So it is greener on the debt free side if you put in the work yeah. to water, to water it and to foster it and to to make it make it work.
0: Yeah. Totally, totally agree. So have you shared any, you know one of the things that we often kind of talk about is just, you know, your social circle. Have you, have you shared any of your success with other family and friends? And have you had any like weird kind of like, you have no debt? Like, what what are you talking about? (laughs) Have you, have you had anything like that? Or have been most people been pretty supportive? Or how do you how has that gone?
1: Most people have been pretty supportive. That's awesome. Um, I I talk about roots and life without payments, because if people aren't rich, to jump into Roots, I tell them about the free resources, but I will talk about you and Roots anytime I talk about being debt-free or someone asks me, you know, how did you do it? And I'm like, well, believe me, it wasn't all just me. You know, I had, I had guidance and I had a a group of people around me in that community that really lifts you up every step of the way. Um, A couple people here and there are like, how, you know, they're, they're just more confused. About how I did it, as opposed to not happy for me, I, I would probably cut someone out of my life if they said that they weren't happy for me. Right, in in getting out of debt because you those aren't the kind of people that you need in your life. So pessimists can go somewhere yeah. with all that, but <laughs> most most people are are happy. Friends and family, you know, they they congratulate me, and obviously now that I'm living on my own, um, they're all very happy for me. You know, they, they're, they're proud of me. Um, most people aren't ready to jump into roots. Even though I talk about it, I'm like, listen, it will cost you a little bit of money, but I am proof positive that it works. And I'm proof positive that the return on investment is leaps and bounds. Um, I know that a lot of people that I've talked to have joined life without payments to kind of follow, um, you know, some of the, the, the workshops and some of the other stuff that you have in there. Um, but it's, it's mostly been pretty positive. And I, and I feel like if someone were to wake up one day and, and not be nice to me about it, I, pro- I probably wouldn't talk to that person much anymore because again, I'm proud of me yeah. and, and I want the people obviously the people that are close to me, should be happy for me when I win. Right. And they should, they should celebrate with me, even if they're not in that place. So yeah,
0: yeah, totally agree. I think, you know, you use the word confused, you know, some people are just (laughs) a little confused and I think I've, I've experienced that it's not so much negativity as much as it was when I first started. Cause I think, you know, this whole idea of getting out of debt, financial freedom, um, I think it's become a lot more of an accepted, like, people are starting to do it. But, you know, 10 years ago when I was doing this or 12 years ago, when I started doing this, like people were just like, what? But even though today, like still today, people find out we're debt free and they're like, they just, it's like a confused thing. Like some people just really have never even thought the fact that you can actually not have debt. Like people are so comfortable with car payments and credit cards. Like it's almost just become like, it's part of your body like I, I need my right yeah. arm it comes with it right it comes with life <laughs> right. but but, right. It, but yeah. it doesn't have to like you literally can make a different choice and you don't have to have any of those things and a lot of people when they first realize they're like huh I guess I never really thought that you could do that or people did that um in fact you guys listening to my podcast you hear my brother Ryan talk about this all the time like he's just like when I first started doing this he thought it was weird like people don't do that right? So, um, but yeah, yeah. I, I love that. I love that people are, are celebrating and congratulating you because it is, it's a lot of hard work. And, uh, you've reached, uh, uh, an area in life that most people sadly will never experience. And, and it's not because they can't, it's just because they choose not to. And, uh, that's, that's just a huge accomplishment to you. So I, I love that. Uh, I love that you're able to live that way. So my last question for you is uh, for someone who is on the fence, maybe, you know, someone like you who, you know, was on the fence about either joining roots or just accepting help in general. It doesn't have to be roots, but just doing something finally, like knowing what you've known. Now you did it on your own. You eventually reached out, got help. you had amazing success. You've been a year debt free, even though there was some challenges with it. Like you're, you're, you're thriving. What would you say to someone who's in that same position before you got started? What advice would you give them knowing what you know now?
1: Definitely the same. It, it's going to be the same answer every time you ask me and probably most of the people that are, are, are in Roots and have had success with Roots is that just do it. I mean, it might take it, if, if you feel like you need to save up the money, take a couple months, you know, put a little bit aside here and there to be able to afford the enrollment. Um, but honestly, you have to do it. Um, if if you're that serious about getting out of debt and you're that serious about building a savings account or paying for college for your kids you want to help them out there there are tools and there are people right here that are are willing to help ready to help and will be your biggest cheerleaders every step of the way and I, I teetered for years, quite literally years. I've known Brad and Sarah since the beginning of debt-free dad, since, yep. since I think 2016, <laughs> right? Yep. When, when he first came to, to our training and I sat in that class, I still have the, I am worth it sticker. I still have it. And it never, it didn't click for me at the time. Cause I thought that my way was working. And after years of realizing my way isn't working I reached out for help. So if, if, if you're on the fence, I I would, your first step is to look, look in yourself and, and ask yourself how serious am I about becoming debt-free? How hard am I willing to work to do this for myself? And if the answer is yes, I'm ready then, then join there's payment plans available. You don't have to pay in full Brad is more than willing to work with you uh, because he believes in it. He believes in you, even if you may not believe in yourself yet. So, you know, I I would I would look inside yourself first, ask yourself how serious you are about this. And then if you really do want to be debt free and you're willing to put in the hard work, join, because there's once you do, there's no looking back. Like there is no, no, there should there shouldn't be any regrets because you're doing something to make yourself better and and to, to the long run. So it's definitely worth it.
0: Yeah. Well, Sammy, I just want to say thank you again for joining us on the show and uh, just a huge congratulations to you. And and it is a, it is a breath of fresh air always talking to you and, and you know, you get it and, and you've made some just tremendous changes in your life that are only going to benefit you moving forward. And uh, you have a lot to be proud of and it's awesome and a privilege to have you inside the roots community and just to have you there sharing and, and, not only sharing when you were getting out of debt, but also, you know, when you posted last week about some of the challenges that you're still facing. Like, you know, I love that you're being real. You're being transparent. You're you're celebrating and encouraging other people who were where you were before. Uh, and now you've joined this podcast to do the same thing once again. And And that's what we always talk about. It's like, look. Like the way you live your life is going to provide other people hope that they can also make some drastic improvements. And and that's what you've done today for a lot of people listening to this episode is you provided them hope that it is, it is possible. So uh, I can't thank you enough for spending some time with us and, and sharing that hope with some other people. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Brad. Absolutely. Hey, if you love planners, this is for you. But do you know why planners frustrate me, though, because they only get it half right. Now, sure, they're really fancy at helping you manage your time, which is really important. But where they get it wrong is money. Most planners don't include any financial planning. Things like keeping track of paydays, bills and due dates, spending, yearly expenses, budgets, cash flow planning, debt elimination plans, goal planning, and that's a real pain. Then you've got to go and create your own and who's got time for all of that? So instead, what happens? Nothing. We ignore our finances even more and things only get worse. Well, that all ends right now, today. I am so excited to announce the release of our brand new, totally awesome Debt Freedom Planner. Now, before you say Brad... I've already got a planner. Well, this is not your ordinary day planner. This Debt Freedom Planner is a companion tool that works with your day planner to help you save more money, pay off more debt, and melt away financial stress. This is literally the tool that we've all been waiting for that works with your planner to help you take control of your money. So head on over to TheRealDebtFreeDad.com. Click on the Debt Freedom Planner in the menu to get all the details to order your very own Debt Freedom Planner today. Hey, hey, what's inside I thought this was a party. Let's dance! Right, all right. That means it's time for the celebrations of the show, and today we are kicking it off with Kristen Helg. Kristen, celebrating. I paid off two credit cards this week. Which is awesome. Huge congratulations to you, Kristen. Amy Bosch Whitney says, had an emergency come up and we used our emergency fund to pay it. In the past, we would use a credit card or ask my parents for help. Now to build our emergency fund back up, but so grateful. For this account, Amy, that is such a huge win. And again, we were just talking to Sammy about that on this show, about how important that emergency fund is to successfully getting out of debt. And here's another perfect example of that. Amy saying how helpful and grateful she is for that emergency fund. Huge win, Amy. Congratulations to you. Uh, Nicole Navillanis says, emergency fund up to $600. And I've written out a rough draft budget, which is awesome. Still trying to figure out the best way to budget for my irregular weekly paycheck, but... She says she will get there. And I love that you're going to commit to that because most people who make a regular incomes choose not to budget because they say, I just don't know what I'm going to make. And they choose to not have any plan at all. And that's a bad plan. If you make a regular income, you need to have a budget more so than probably most other people. So huge win for you, Nicole. Congratulations on building that emergency fund and committing to improving your budgeting skills. Uh, Vicky Schwaggle paid off my assessor account. No more of that, she says. All of their bills are paid. Just paid an extra $100 on my student loan as well. My budget is still a work in progress. Vicki, huge wins. Congratulations to you. And yes, your budget is going to be a work in progress, especially as you get started. And even us, me and my wife, we've been doing this 10 years now, and we still work through budgeting. Like, there's always going to be some things that you can improve on. So, Vicki, huge win and uh, huge commitment for you. That's awesome. Gina Christie. I have not spent money on eating out or impulse buys this entire week. She says, huge behavior win for me. That is a huge win, Gina. Congratulations to you. Celebrate that. And uh, as we say a lot on the show, that one of the number one areas we see people overspending is on eating out and those impulse purchases. So great win, Gina. Congratulations. Uh, Kelly Elder Tyson, she says, putting another $40 In my emergency fund today, which is awesome. Huge win for you. Found some money on the state unclaimed funds site, which is really cool. I've been on our state and found a little bit of cash here and there a couple years ago. Uh, Reviewed my January expenses as well and found many ways to improve over the next several months. Kelly, huge congratulations to you. So many fantastic wins. Uh, Man, lots to celebrate for you this past week. Great week. Uh, And then to finish up our celebrations today, Nancy Friedrichs, I finally created my very first budget. Nancy, huge win. Congratulations to you. That is so exciting. I'm so proud of you for getting that budget done. And a huge congratulations to all of you guys who are working so hard at reducing financial stress and reaching financial freedom. And remember to get all the resources, show notes, and links for today's show, including all of the episodes that Sammy has joined us on so you guys can see the progression of her story and her journey. Head over to balanceense.com forward slash 117. That's dot com forward slash 117. And again, if you're looking for a quick start workshop, make sure you jump into that Life Without Payments workshop. That'll get to give you everything to kind of hit the ground running and get started on everything that we're talking about on this show. So again, thanks for hanging out with us here today. We love your feedback and it also helps us grow our podcast. So please leave us an honest review. We read every single one of those. And as you guys know, the Debt-Free Dad podcast is here to help you live a happier and stress-free financial life. So if you know someone who could benefit from our show, please give us a share. We appreciate you. And we will see you guys on an upcoming episode. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Debt-Free Dad podcast. For more free resources to kick debt and financial stress, head over to therealdebtfreedad.com.